1: My name is Christopher Renstrom, and I'm your weekly horoscope columnist here on Astrology Hub. And this week, I wanted to talk to you about the Mercury-Mars sextile taking place on July 5th, and the Sun-Uranus sextile taking place on July 10th. Now, these sextiles are taking place between the zodiac signs of Taurus and Cancer. So, what does that mean? It means this is a good week to be a tortoise. Now, what exactly do I mean by this is a good week to be a tortoise? Well, basically, I'm referring to what is generally agreed upon as being the two slowest signs of the zodiac. Now, hold on a moment there, please, for people born under Taurus and for cancer. I don't mean to be insulting, but if you peruse uh, general astrology books, you'll find that Basically, the prize for being the two slowest signs in the Zodiac pretty much go to Taurus and Cancer. Now, Taurians might respond defensively by saying, well, I was built for comfort, not for speed. And Cancers might respond with, well, I need my downtime. But basically what it gets down to in the end is that yours are the two signs that pretty much take forever to get things done or to get from one place to the other. And that is a good thing. Not only is that a good thing in general, that is a particularly good thing when it comes to the planetary sextiles that are taking place this week. Now, I think everyone is pretty much familiar with the story of the tortoise and the hare. It basically starts out one day, well, rather cruelly, uh, the hare is making fun of the tortoise. Uh, 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 Oops, that was a slip. (laughs) The hare is making fun of the tortoise, okay? They're hanging out one day, and the hare is just like, looks over at the tortoise and says, God, how does anyone put up with you? It takes you forever to get from one place to another. And the tortoise responds with, what do you mean? It doesn't take me a long time to get from one place to an... And the hare interrupts him very quickly and says, that's exactly what I'm talking about. All you had to do was basically agree and say, yes, but instead you have to start explaining a long and tedious explanation of why it doesn't take you long to get from one place to the other, but everyone knows that it does. You're just very slow. To which the tortoise replied, slow? How about if I challenge you to a race? A race, a race, You've got to be kidding! Oh my God, that is the most hysterical thing that I've ever heard. You challenge you a tortoise, challenging me a hare to a race. I double challenge you. Okay, then I'll take you up on this foot race. Where shall we start? And who will referee it? Well, there happened to be a fox passing by at that particular moment. And they're like, hey, fox. And he's like, hmm, will you come over and basically referee this race that I'm going to be running against this tortoise? And the fox is like, you're running a race against a tortoise. And the hare is like, yeah, isn't that hysterical? And the fox is like, Sure. So they agreed upon what the distance would be, you know, where they would go on this particular race. And so they lined up at the starting line, and the fox said, Go. And both of them, well, went. The hare sped, and the tortoise took a step forward. Now, the hare went galloping on down the path and around the bend and up and over um, a bridge and through the trees. And at that point, he was just sort of like, Oh, it's just such a warm and hot day. And that fuddy-duddy tortoise is going to take forever. This looks like a lovely patch of grass. I think I'll curl up right on here and take a nap. And so that's exactly what the hare did. And the tortoise, the tortoise kept on plodding. The tortoise kept on plotting for minutes that turned into hours and hours that turned into almost the entire afternoon. And at a certain point, he reached the hare, who happened to be napping, snoring deep in a sound sleep and the tortoise smiling wryly kept on moving forward and forward and forward until the sun began sinking down on the horizon. The afternoon became cooler, and that's when the hare woke up and said, oh, I've got a race to finish, and went speeding off and saw the tortoise within a step of the finish line. And at that point, the hare sped as fast as he could possibly could, screaming after the tortoise, saying, I'm going to get you, I'm right behind you, I'm faster than you. And the tortoise, with great quiet glee, stepped over the finish line, looked back and said, I have won. Now, we all know that story. It's a marvelous story. And it's a story that we, you know, basically there's a moral to the story. There's always a moral to the story in an Aesop's fable. And basically the moral of this story is, I don't know, something like the race isn't always won by those who are quickest. But if we break this story down into the elements, it has a particular message. Um, let's move the uh, earth and water signs over into the tortoise camp. And let's move the fire and the air signs over into the camp of the hare. Now, um, basically, the earth and water signs are known for being slower uh, than their uh, uh, air and fire equivalents. Uh, That doesn't mean slower on the uptake. It could very well just simply refer to the fact that it takes them longer to get things done. And this comes from the fact that the uh, earth and water signs are yin in their energy and the air and fire signs are yang. And what that basically means is that the air and fire signs are much more excitable. Uh, They're described as being more impulsive, maybe even reckless um, and, and, and quick you know, quick on their feet and fast with with getting things done, easily interested and easily bored. And the earth and water signs are much more deliberate. They're much more sustained in their effort. um, And they go pretty much at their own pace, uh, which is slower. Why is it slower? Well, think of earth and water. Uh, Think of gardening. Uh, You pour water on the earth and something grows, but it doesn't pop open and get larger, like water applied to one of those sponges from Williams-Sonoma someplace, you know, where you just add water and, you know, suddenly there's a sponge or you add water and you have instant oatmeal or something along those lines. What it is is that you have to water something, you have to nurture something, you have to cultivate something, and then eventually it sprouts and eventually it grows and eventually it blossoms. So this is why it is the nature of water and earth to, uh, be slower or to take things slower. Now, what's interesting about this week is that you have three planets. You have three planets famous for their speed, um, which are appearing in the zodiac signs of Taurus, and Cancer. Mercury. Mercury is the planet of the mind, so it's known for uh, figuring out things rather quickly. Uh, Mars is the planet of that's what I want, or impulsiveness, or even recklessness in combat. So it also does things quickly and fiercely. And Uranus? Uranus quickens anything that it comes within an orb of. Uh, it, it is the planet of revolution and change. It's famous for knocking things upside their head and turning the tables um, and kicking over the game board and sending all the chess piece, pieces flying. And so that's what these three planets can do. But planets planets ultimately have to behave in the signs that they pass through, and signs although we are familiar with their particular qualities and characteristics, and each sign has unique qualities and has unique characteristics, signs still are in turn bound to temperament. And that temperament is not decided by the zodiac sign. That temperament is decided by the element. So, What do we have with uh, Mars entering Taurus and Mercury entering Cancer on July 5th and then immediately forming a sextile? What do we have with the Sun, which is currently traveling through Cancer, forming a sextile to Uranus, which is in the zodiac sign of Taurus? Aspects are very important in astrology. Aspects are so important in astrology because aspects change the dispositions of the planets, all right? Uh, Planets can be in agreement, they can be in, in disagreement, they can be not talking to one another, and they can be hailing each other and saying it's great to see you, okay? It all depends on the aspect that a planet is making to another planet in the sky. In addition to that is the aspect approaching or departing. In this instance, we have um, a mercury which is in cancer. And again, as I pointed out, cancers aren't known for being really uh, swift or fast on the uptake or for showing their hand. And so mercury in cancer is uh, described often as playing cards close to the chest and being sensitive um, and, and deeply feeling, but not particularly expressive or communicative. Actually, what we have with a mercury in cancer is Uh, is the disposition of the planet being really quite stealthy, okay? And stealthy is an excellent word to use for Mercury and Cancer. Why? Because Cancer is ruled by the moon and the moon was named after the Greek goddess Diana and Diana was famously the goddess of the hunt. Now, if you know anyone who hunts, or if you happen to hunt, or know anything about hunting, um, hunters don't go and announce their presence to um, deer that they're tracking, okay? They're not like, hey, Bambi, over here, you know? Um, What hunters do is that they follow tracks, and they wear uh, clothing that allows them to blend into the background, and they might even go and wait for a long period of time until their uh, prey moves into range. This is something that you have with the mercury in cancer, okay? It's very stealthy. it, it follows tracks and hides its its traces. Okay, it doesn't really make its make its presence known. When it sextiles a planet like Mars and Taurus, what you have there is basically someone who um, is, is expanding their turf, expanding their ter- looking to expand their turf and territory, maybe annex somebody else's turf and territory. But Mars in Taurus can definitely have a more uh, persevering uh, uh, attitude or approach to an action. So what you get is perseverance uh, in action with Mars and Taurus sextiling stealth with a Mercury in Cancer. Uh, What you also get with uh, Sun in Cancer is all of that stealth that I was talking about, about the zodiac sign of Cancer. But what you also get is the waiting okay, Um, the, the waiting to see how someone else is going to act, waiting for the circumstances to align just right, waiting for the target or the goal or the prize to come within view or to come within reach. Now, one can wait for a very long time. One can be left waiting. But what changes it for this week, for the signs of Cancer and Taurus is Uranus. Uranus, um, as we know, is the planet of revolution and change. Um, it knocks over something that's set. And that's basically Uranus in a conjunction or Uranus even in a square. But you start moving Uranus into a trine or into a sextile. And Uranus, the planet of revolution and change, switches gears to Uranus, the planet of revelation and enlightenment or insight okay so what can happen here with the sun uh in a departing sextile to uh uh, uranus and taurus is all of a sudden a sort of insight into how something works so if i can take a couple of steps back here very quickly uh what water and earth signs do is set out a plan okay, an approach that they know is going to take a long time to uh, reach fruition or to be realized. And this is something that we definitely see in the zodiac signs of Taurus and Cancer. But when you move certain planets into these signs, and when they form an aspect like a sextile, it quickens the moment, okay? It doesn't make them quicker, okay? It makes the moment quickened, the moment is quickened, the action is quickened, the strategy is quickened, so that it moves all of a sudden very quickly, very swiftly towards a realization. So this is basically essentially good news uh, for those born under uh, Taurus and Cancer in particular, because what it means is that uh, your long-standing plan Okay, maybe it's something you came up with last week. Maybe it's something you came up with last month. Maybe it's something you put into motion last year, or hey, we're talking about earth and water. Maybe it's something you put into motion a decade ago. So whatever that plan may be, uh, that, 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 that action that you knew was going to take a long time to unfold, this is very quickly moving towards its realization uh this week um it's it's moving uh, that that prize is within reach that that target is within your sights um that object- that objective that objective is about to be realized and whatever that may be it's a week old, it's a month old, it's a year old, it may be a decade old, whatever that may be, we can expect you to pretty much realize it um, around July 13th when Mercury, Sextiles, Uranus. Now, before I let you go, I want to emphasize one more thing, or I want to share with you one more thing um, about living in alignment with your temperament. Um, If you are the tortoise, okay, it's taken you a long time to reach this goal, and your foot finally falls over the finish line, and you look back. Yes, you can allow yourself a smirk, a happy little smile, but, but what you cannot allow yourself, what you cannot allow yourself is a shout of triumph. What you cannot allow yourself is to trumpet your accomplishments from the rooftops. What you cannot allow yourself is public gloating. Why? Well, the simple answer, according to astrology, is it's not your temperament. It's not your style. It's not in your nature. The real why? The real why is when you move as stealthily as you move, when you take into account all the things that you're going to do ahead of time, when you move in such a way as to not to be When you move in such a way as not to be perceived, recognized, or found out, that that is the secret of your success. But if you were to turn around after accomplishing what it is that you accomplish, and if you were to do something very unwatery, and if you were to do something very unearthly as to say, I'm the winner, I'm the best, I got the better of you then then you will call upon you forces that are negative or or in a in a in a way punishing to the nature now it's not like you're going to bring out bad things will happen to you but what it is is that the secret of your success was in the slowness the secret of your success was in how imperceptible it was the secret of success was in how long it took to unfold if you call attention to it if you call attention to it not only have you given away the game but but you have given away yourself in a way that suddenly makes you vulnerable or a target for others enmity
0: or envy are you looking for personalized guidance do you have questions about what you're meant to do and be in this lifetime What you need in intimate relationships to really thrive? Or what major themes you'll be working with in the months to come? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you'll wanna check out our personalized Character and Destiny and Year Ahead reports. These reports are perfect for you if you want professional insight into your astrology chart or year ahead. Written by internationally renowned astrologer, Adrian Ross Duncan. Your Character and Destiny report provides deep insight into who you are And what you came here to do, your biggest strengths and challenges, and how your astrological design impacts your career and relationships. The Essential Year Ahead Report gives you insights into the major themes you'll be exploring in your career, your love life, personal development, and much more. For only $37, you can get your personalized astrology report delivered straight to your inbox within minutes. Just go to astrologyhub.com slash reports to get yours today. That's astrologyhub.com slash
2: reports. Hi there. I'm Amy Escobar, a producer of the Horoscope Highlight Show with Christopher Renstrom. Thanks for tuning in to the Astrology Hub Podcast Network. If you love the show, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, review, and share it. And if you don't know how to do that, here's how you can leave a review in Apple Podcasts on iPhone make sure you're on the landing page for the astrology hub podcast and not an individual episode. Scroll down to the bottom until you reach ratings and reviews. Click one of the five stars under tap to rate to leave a rating. And under the most recent review, tap the write a review button. And if you're on another device, just find out how to leave a review on whatever podcast player you use. Then share what you love about the show or how it helps you navigate your life. We'd love to hear your stories. And by doing this, you make it possible to make shows like Horoscope Highlights happen every week. Thank you again for tuning in, for being a part of our community, and for making astrology a part of your life.